Next on the 5 o'clock report. We're calling it a ready and release plan. Is it politically motivated, sir? This no, it's not. He's using it as a slush fund. $17 billion. I'm a fighter. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Helping you buy gas or buying votes. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. As expected, President Biden today announced another 15 million barrel drawdown from America's strategic oil reserve. He says he's doing it for American drivers to bring pump prices down and says if conditions warrant, he'll keep doing it. We're calling it a ready and release plan. This allows us to move quickly to prevent oil price spikes and respond to international events. White House Energy Advisor Amos Hochstein says tapping that reserve right now is okay. We have over 400 million barrels. That's a lot of barrels. And uh, we're going to use them if we need to. But we want the industry to increase production right now so that their barrels, the private sector barrels, can come into the market. But the timing of today's drawdown, less than three weeks before a close election, leaves some wondering whether the timing's actually about using oil to ease his party's path to victory. A reporter asked whether those saying it's pure politics are correct. Where have they been the last four months? That's my response. Is it politically motivated, sir? This no, it's not. Three weeks before the midterms. Washington Times opinion editor Mark Thiessen isn't buying it. He's using it as literally as a slush fund, no pun intended, to uh, help his prospects in the election. Former Vice President Mike Pence says politics or not, it's time for the White House to at least stop blaming high gas prices on Vladimir Putin. Gasoline prices are high at the pump today, not because of the war in Ukraine, but because of Joe Biden's war on energy. Also today, the White House announcing $2.8 billion in projects aimed at increasing U.S. production of batteries for electric vehicles. The U.S. Supreme Court today being asked to block President Biden's student debt relief program. A taxpayer group in Wisconsin directing the request to Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who's responsible for the region. Their filing asked the program that could cancel up to $20,000 of debt for millions of borrowers be suspended while their lawsuit plays out. Meanwhile, applications are being accepted online. To Ukraine next. Hard times getting harder for people there as constant Russian missile attacks take their toll. Ukraine says 30% of its power stations have been destroyed in just over a week, causing rolling blackouts. Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, reassured his nation that the grid's getting fixed, but urged people to use as little electricity as possible. CBS's Holly Williams, tens of thousands are in the dark in Ukraine. Lack of power and natural gas setting up a potential disaster as winter closes in. Residents of a damaged building in the Kharkiv region are hunkering down as temperatures drop. This man says they have no electricity, no water, no gas. They are cold. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says U.S. aid will continue to Ukraine. It's already well into the billions. Now $17 billion worth of weapons and capabilities to allow them to continue to defend their territory and take some of those towns and villages back. Today, President Vladimir Putin declared martial law in the eastern Ukraine territories, which he recently illegally annexed. The World Health Organization says COVID-19 is still a global emergency. It says the health of people around the world is still being affected by COVID, this despite the who noting a view among some that the pandemic is over. Britain's Prime Minister facing tough questions from lawmakers thereafter reversing most of her proposed tax policies. What's the point of a Prime Minister whose promises don't even last a week? Liz Truss apologized and said she had made mistakes, but added this. I'm a fighter. I'm not a fighter. 
But Another economic update due out at the end of the month in Great Britain. Back in the States, a parent nightmare in Missouri where an elementary school is switching to all virtual instruction after tests found high levels of radioactive contamination. Hazelwood School Board President Betsy Rachel spoke last night. This is causing a disruption to our students' education and school climate. For that, we sincerely apologize. Soil samples from Jenna Elementary School showed high levels of radioactive lead, including inside the school cafeteria, library, and playground. Parent Patrice Strickland. The very first place that I heard about it was on the news. And um, it was disappointing to hear um, that the parents were notified, and which we weren't. The school sits in a floodplain that was contaminated by waste from nuclear bombs made during World War II. More than half of Americans believe the federal government has too much power. That according to 54% of people who took part in a Gallup survey on that question. The number has hovered around 55% going back to 2017. Controversy at the University of Notre Dame. A cadre of professors at the Catholic school are letting students know they will help them get abortions. According to a report in the Irish Rover, the professors have placed a capital letter J on their office doors as a secret symbol of their willingness to facilitate abortions for female students. Notre Dame, of course, is officially opposed to abortion in line with Catholic teaching, and the state of Indiana recently passed an abortion ban. Michael Harrington reporting. Forget about running out to Walmart for something on Thanksgiving Day. They'll be closed. CEO John Ferner. It's a thing of the past. We'll be closed again on Thanksgiving. Fortunately, all of our associates will be able to spend time with their loved ones this year. The retailer has faced criticism in the past for making employees come in on Thanksgiving. We're learning more about Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungvaloa's concussion experience. The QB admits he lost consciousness on the field after being hit by a Cincinnati Bengals player during a Thursday night football game last month. After I got tackled, I, I don't remember... Uh, much from there getting carted off. I don't remember that, but I do remember, you know, things uh, that were going on when I was in the ambulance and then when I arrived at the hospital. He says the recovery from his concussion has been a process and it's altered how the NFL deals with suspected concussions to expected to start Sunday night when the Finns host the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in MLB, after a short celebration last night, back to business today for the Yankees on the road to the World Series. Tonight, the Bronx Bombers face the Astros in Game 1 of the American League Championship Series in Houston. The Phillies in the NL lead San Diego 1-0 Game 2 tonight. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, control of the U.S. Congress could be decided in the suburbs of New York. State police welcome new troopers and the investigation into a death in Pennsylvania might depend on where you live. I'm Kevin Williams and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. For tonight, still some lake effect activity, mainly western New York, far northwest Pennsylvania, rain and some wet snow. Elsewhere, it's partly cloudy with a stray shower. Low temps, 30s. For tomorrow, outside of lake effect, it's a mix of sunny clouds. In lake effect, though, across western New York primarily, showers will still be around, especially Especially early, some mixed ice pellets and snowflakes. High temps, 40s to near 50. Friday, partly to mostly sunny, warmer near 60. We're pushing 70 on Saturday. Oh, bring those 70s on. Thank you, Kevin Williams. Checking the stories now, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Could be control of the U.S. Congress rest in the suburbs of New York State. Correspondent Steve Burns. For what's known as a deep blue state, New York has a lot of competitive congressional races. There was a time a few years ago when I was one of only two Republicans.
Republicans in the entire state. Former Long Island Congressman Pete King says the tables have turned. The Republicans in New York are going to have an impact on the national control of Congress that nobody would have predicted six months or a year ago. Several races on Long Island are viewed as battlegrounds, where incumbents Lee Zeldin, Tom Swasey, and Kathleen Rice are all leaving. Three races in the Hudson Valley are also competitive. Steve Burns reporting. Webster, New York, next. A scare there yesterday when police issued a shelter-in-place order for hours after a dispute between two men included one of them allegedly brandishing a shotgun. According to WHEC, one individual ended up surrendering to police. Getting from Rochester to a destination in the Sunshine State, it's going to be a bit easier now. That's because Spirit Airlines is offering daily non-stop flights from Frederick Douglass Greater Rochester International Airport to Orlando. The discount air carrier also hoping to add routes to Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. Carolina at some point next year. New York State Police today welcoming 218 new troopers. The courage that it takes to say, I want to be a professional law enforcement member, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to protect others, that is extraordinary. Governor Kathy Hochul vowing to have the backs of those troopers. She attended the ceremony at Empire State Plaza. Meanwhile, the resignation of New York State Police Superintendent Kevin Bruin takes effect today. This comes in response to Bruin's close working relationship with Mary Ellen Tedisco. She was in charge of human resources, and when she came under fire following numerous complaints, it was Bruin's job to discipline her if necessary. Well, that didn't happen, which apparently triggered the investigation of Bruin. First Deputy Superintendent Stephen Nigrelli will become acting superintendent. News 13's Faith King. Back to politics for a moment. Mature New Yorkers seem to be pacing the polls this season and are expected to have a big impact on the upcoming election. Details from Family Life's Jeremy Miller. Data from AARP New York shows most votes cast in the primaries were from ages 50 and over with 75% of all ballots in the otherwise low turnout primary. General elections have also shown more experienced voters getting out to the ballot box at a disproportionate rate, 77% of the combined statewide turnout since 2018. AARP says the 50-plus group is the dominant voting bloc, and they want to count on Social Security and Medicare, lower prescription drug prices, and the ability to receive long-term care at home. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. Thanks, Jeremy. Over 40 businesses and nonprofits in Syracuse are going to be splitting $2 million in American Rescue Plan Act funds. Mayor Ben Walsh announced the grants yesterday, said they'll range from $10,000 to $100,000. Now to Pennsylvania, a tragic story in Lancaster involving the shooting death of a young child. The grandfather of the victim says his one-and-a-half-year-old grandson was shot by a three-year-old relative. This all happening on Woodward Street last night around 7:10. WGAL's Kate Merriman. We did also check at the location to see what the scene looked like. Police are not there at this time. The caution tape is down as well, but this is still an ongoing investigation. No word yet on whether any charges will be filed there. The investigation into a death in Pennsylvania normally involves a coroner, and it might depend on exactly where you live as to how that investigation plays out. Mark, a new Center for Rural Pennsylvania study shows county coroners who investigate suspicious deaths lack needed funding, transparency, and training. Only five of the state's 67 counties have accredited coroner or medical examiner offices, which the state does not require. Across the Commonwealth, most coroners are elected and subject to only two requirements, be at least 18 years old and reside in a county for at least a year. Coroner's offices act separately from other county entities, yet county commissioners decide a large portion of their funding. 
Tracy Lynn, Family Life News. Thank you, Tracy. A literary historian and professor at Pennsylvania State University has been named one of 25 people to receive a MacArthur Fellowship. Gabrielle Foreman has been recognized for her efforts to found and direct the Colored Conventions Project. It uses digital tools to bring the buried history of the 19th century black education movement to life. She'll get $800,000 for that fellowship, which is sometimes called the Genius Award. And Kennywood will welcome four-legged guests to the amusement park in West Mifflin this weekend. The theme park will host its first ever Dogtoberfest this Saturday morning. Dogs and their owners will be able to participate in a special parade and costume contest. You do have to pre-register and bring a five-pound food donation with you on Saturday to benefit the Who Rescued Who Humane Society. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Wall Street snapping its two-day winning streak. It came as the 10-year Treasury yield rose in today's session to its highest level since July 2008. Meantime, quarterly reports continue to roll in as Tesla beat earnings estimates, but was light on revenue. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 99 points to 34.23. The S&P 500 fell 24 points to 36.95. The Nasdaq dropped 91 points to 10.680. Ambassador Advisors, a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Details available at Ambassador advisors.com. This is the five o'clock report on family life. A health savings account is a great tax advantaged way to meet medical expenses. I'm Rob West with today's Money Wise Minute. Not everyone qualifies for an HSA. You must have a high deductible health care plan with a $1,400 deductible for an individual or $2,800 for a family. What are the benefits? Besides your contributions being tax deductible, an HSA may also be a great way to save for retirement. At age 65, the penalty for using the money for non-medical reasons goes away, while money used for medical bills is still tax-exempt. If you use the money for non-medical expenses, you're still taxed, but when you use the HSA money to meet your medical needs, it's tax-free. So if you qualify for an HSA, start contributing today. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website, moneywise.org, or by downloading MoneyWise Biblical Finance from your app store. All right, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, break out the guac. We'll tell you all about Avogadon. Eat the avocado, eat the avocado, eat the avocado, eat the avocado. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. A shift in the pattern bodes well for those looking for more in the way of warmth and sunshine. In the meantime, for tonight, still some lake effect activity, mainly western New York, far northwest Pennsylvania, rain and some wet snow. Elsewhere, it's partly cloudy with a stray shower. Low temps, 30s. For tomorrow, outside of lake effect, it's a mix of sun and clouds. In lake effect, though, across western New York primarily, showers will still be around, especially early. Some mixed ice pellets and snowflakes. High temps, 40s to near 50. Friday, partly to mostly sunny, warmer, near 60. We're pushing 70 on Saturday. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Looking forward to that warm-up, however brief it may be. And finally, at 5, some may call it Avogadon. The Philadelphia nonprofit is giving away millions of avocados. Matt O'Donnell is with ABC6. Sharing Excess has announced a massive distribution of free avocados. The event is open to the public. 
The group will have at least five truckloads of avocados to be handed out. The nonprofit received a massive surplus of the nutritious fruits and doesn't want them to go bad. A few fast facts about avocados. It's technically a fruit, as we said, not a veggie. They're in the same family as cinnamon. An average avocado, 4.6 grams of fiber, the most of any fruit, more potassium than a banana, plenty of good cholesterol, and they're great for your immune system, too. 90% of American avocados all come from California, and they used to be called alligator pears until some marketing folks decided that just wasn't going to do. Well, I've got to run out and get some tortilla chips, so that's the world we live in for Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.